Good morning, good afternoon, good day, whatever day it is today. For those of us in the U.S., we stand with you during another week of lockdown and restricted living. Uh, my name is Terrence Fox. I'm the head of innovation with iAdvise, and I'm pleased to welcome you to our third installment of our Conversation With series. Short, high-impact conversations with innovators in the effort to humanize the digital experience for the better. Today's focus will be around digital customer experiences and e-commerce optimization. Uh, we have a real uh, treat for you today, and I'll get to that in just a second. But what's changed since our last conversation? Uh, retail sales for the second consecutive month rose in June. And in the store, we've seen things like Target, CVS, Best Buy, and Walmart now mandating masks. And according to Business Insider, as of uh, late June, early July, via credit card and cell phone tracking data, we have seen the decline again in foot traffic and the reduction of uh, in-person shopping experiences. So on the digital side, uh, the latest data from McKinsey has shown that consumers are likely to keep the behaviors that they are adapting today amid the stay-at-home orders. Uh, obviously, this means more online shopping and less and fewer mall visits. Retailers in this point can't afford to be in a wait and see mode. We need to now focus on creating a premium experience and standing out to get the attention of today's consumer who is always on. With that, I found one sh shocking statistic focused around customer loyalty. And in the McKinsey research, they found that 70% of consumers have left a brand that they were previously loyal to due to availability or resource issues. And 75% of those that did leave say they intend to keep it that way after COVID-19. So it's obviously a wild, chaotic time. And the way that consumers are viewing you is, is very important today. You need to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward digitally to keep them interested. New habits are formed in some they say as, as fast as three weeks, 21 days. And it's been over four months of this lifestyle for some of us. And shopping on your couch is far too easy. And as my wife says, fun. So here at iAdvise, getting to today's conversation, our tagline is focused on humanizing the digital experience at scale. And naturally, we wanted to learn from other innovators in this space. So we have a real treat for you today. It's my pleasure, and we're lucky to be joined by Gregory Batchelor, the VP of Marketing at AB Tasty. Greg, can you hear me? Yes, very good. Hi, Terrence, and hi, everybody on the, on the call. Happy to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for joining. It's, uh, if your calendar is anything like mine, you probably are double booked, maybe even for another webinar at this time. So thank yes. you for making that time for us. Doing a lot of these, and um, I love the format that you guys uh, put together. I think it's uh, very conversational and, and really nice. So thanks for inviting me today. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Gregory, to get us started, can you summarize AB Tasty, your purpose, vision, and, and platform? Yeah, for sure. Um, so AB Tasty, we're um, a company um, that helps um brands you know deliver the best experiences on all their digital channels so what we provide is a brand and product experience optimization platform so that you know our customers can uh, provide the best customer experience um, the best um, 
look and feel the best um, experiences on all their digital digital channels. So from the website to mobile apps, to their call center, to an endless aisle, uh, our customers can use AB Tasty to um, you know build these better experiences, and they do it through. Um, three main channels. One is experimentation, so traditional A-B testing, yeah. uh, split multivariate testing, uh, personalization, so AI personalization, which is a big uh, topic and a pretty big buzzword right now. Right. And then uh, feature management, so product feature management, so how to roll out features, for example, on a mobile app uh, progressively and potentially roll back some features if they're not meeting your business KPIs. So that's what we do as a business. And obviously, you know, what we want to do is give the ability to our customers to deliver uh, sort of an Amazon-like experience. You know, right. we really want their our customers to be able to use our platform to deliver the best experiences. And at the end of the day, obviously, you know, drive more conversions, drive more leads and more engagement, again, throughout all digital channels. So that's what we do um, as a business. Um so Gregory, you guys are in an interesting uh, scenario, much like us. Uh, a lot of the same keywords, uh, customer experience, improving look and feel, driving conversion. And I think that it's probably important for us to learn you know, how you differentiate. Uh, yep. Tell us a little bit about, about your market. Um, so we're, you know, we're in a, especially with COVID, I mean, you, we've seen some customers have, you know, uh, traffic on their website skyrocket. Unfortunately right. for others, you know, go down. but we're in a growing market and a, you know, also pretty competitive. Um, and I think what you need to do as a business is innovate. Um, and you need to be you know, ahead of your competitors. And I think there's a few things that I can mention here. Um, one is, again, personalization. Um, you can do a lot right now with a platform like ours uh, around personalization. Um, we capture more than 250 behavioral data pieces um, on on websites so we can target uh, you know on you know depending on the browser on location on weather whatever it is we can do that so personalization is a big thing um, two it's uh, automation and AI and machine learning I think um, we want to make our platform easy to use for the customer and we want to give sort of pre-baked segments to the customers. So using AI, we build some algorithms that allow you, for example, to figure out the engagement level of your uh, customers. If they're loyal customers or uh, disengaged, for example, we take nine pieces of data, we build that algorithm and, and automatically serve on a platter audiences for our customers. So that's another piece of the puzzle, all that AI machine learning activity. You need a robust platform for the enterprise. I mean, it needs to be on, you know, your SLAs need to be solid. Right. That's what we have. And then, you know, it's all about continuing to expand your features um, and, you know, be, be at the forefront of what customer want. And for example, we've been expanding in the past few months uh, and year into feature management, product feature management. Okay. So creating new, products and new features is also key to stay ahead of competition. These are the four things I would say that uh, managed to set us apart. Okay, and how does this translate into your own customer relationship strategy? It's a good question. I think 
one of our values is customer first at AB Tasty. And whatever we do, we put the customers at the center of what we do. So we love to understand what our customers do, how they think, why they uh, like our product, uh, what you know we can improve on the product. And we have a great team of people around each customers, each customer, sorry. So key account managers, CSM, uh, technical experts, partner success managers. So we really put the customer at the center of everything that we do. And that helps us also for our roadmap and what other new products and features we can deliver into, into the marketplace. So it's very important. Our customers, you know, at the end of the day, our customers pay our paychecks. So it's very important that we take care of them. And that's what, again, we, uh, we do at AB Tasty. Right. And uh, Gregor, you've positioned AB Tasty in the customer experience segment um, for some obvious reasons, like you've already discussed, but is there anything you'd like to add on, on why you've done that and uh, what does customer experience mean for AB Tasty? Yeah, so I think customer experience is for brand is providing a great experience you know, on any type of channel. So for example, if you take Netflix, you're gonna start your movie in, uh, I don't know, you're in your car, you're in the backseat, you start to watch a movie on Netflix, you arrive home, you know, you're gonna get on your couch and, you know, the movie is gonna start at the same time when you stop it in your, you know, in your car. Right. So it's providing that seamless uh, and that great experience for customers. And I think what we do here is that we give the ability to customers to, be able to improve that experience across all their digital channels. So again, it could be an IoT device. It could be a, a Burger King ordering machine. You can do testing on this. It could be in this aisle at Home Depot. It could be a mobile app. It could be a website, obviously. But that's you know very important to give the ability to the customers to be able to optimize the experience on all devices uh, across all channels. Ah, that's interesting. So a pretty ubiquitous look at the customer. Yes, exactly. Um, so uh, your own website, what is your strategy on, on customer acquisition for the site? And that's a very important one for me as a head of marketing. Right, right. So I thought uh, we might have an opinion on it. Go exactly. Yeah. I think one main thing is content. Content is still king, and it's how do you drive people to your website? And, uh, you know, what relevant content, what, um, um, you know, what are the stories that you can build? What are the use cases you can build to drive people to your website and see how you can help people that have pain points or that want to learn more about a certain you know, topic? Um, improving our blog posts, improving uh, the way um, people read them, improving, adding some um, call to actions on our blog posts. So content on our blog post drives most of our traffic. So we're continuing to invest there. But we're also trying to invest on, you know, how the content is dis displayed, so to ensure that the user has a great experience on our website. And the third thing is reducing friction across the board on our website. You know, there's nothing more painful than, you know, going on a website and struggle to find the information that you want or uh, the white paper, case study, whatever it is. So, you know, reducing friction on all our landing pages and on on the entire website is what we're trying to do to you know, obviously improve the conversion rates and to uh, feed contacts to our uh, sales consultants. Got it. So I think it's important we probably move on to that, uh, to use an analogy, that, that friend 
that no one invited to the party but showed up anyway, <laughs> COVID-19. Uh, how has this impacted your business? Um, I think it's been okay. Um, we, some customers, as I said, have been impacted pretty heavily, especially in the travel uh, mm -hmm. sector. Um, but it's been pretty okay, to be honest. Um, you know, we have, you know, technologies. We have a technology that helps customer convert more on their website or drive, you know, build better experiences and. I'll give you an example of a, a, a retailer in Europe. Um, one of our largest customers, uh, they saw a surge of traffic. I think it was plus 40 or 50% uh, within when in the lockdown, during the lockdown. And um, they needed to ensure that they were providing good speed on the website. What they did is they removed all the tags of all their technologies, and they only kept the AB Tasty tag to ensure that they could make modifications very quickly or they could put some uh, pop-up banners to explain, you know, how, where to call customer service or how refunds are working. So the ability to, to be able to communicate uh, very effectively uh, with customers was a big thing mm -hmm. with a lot of our customers uh, regarding, you know, uh, stores closed, closing, uh, co uh, connecting with uh, the brand on uh, social media. So these were the things that were, uh, used a lot by our customers. But again, I think it's been a bit slower, um, but it's been okay for us because again, we, we, we're lucky we have a solution that helps uh, customers communicate effectively and make changes quickly on their websites uh, during these uh, times of pandemic. Yeah, and, and so how have your own customers changed during COVID-19 and their expectations, if they have? Yeah, I think, uh, as I just mentioned, I think one of the things is clear communication, right. you got to be fast at communicating. That's what we learned. Mm -hmm. And brands, they need to be able to uh, see that, you know, communicate effectively with the surge of traffic uh, or point the people in the right direction or with the right information. So that was one big thing that we've been uh, seeing. Um, I think a lot of it also um, brands, especially with what happened in the U.S., um, We've seen a lot of brands that are, you know, standing for something. You know, what's the why of my brand and why, you know, that, that emotional connection with, um, you know, with the people and with the consumers. I think it's been pretty strong in the past few months. Right. So, you know, the why of a brand, why you're buying from these guys. And three is personalized experiences again. I think consumers expect personalized content, personalized experiences, relevant content for them uh, and i think brands need to really focus on that again as you said in the, at the beginning somebody that has a bad experience with a brand is going to leave they're never going to come back 73 percent right it, so it's very important that brands today are able to deliver that personalized experience to the people that are visiting their website and that's the third one i would say uh, that we're uh, even seeing more prominently uh, in the marketplace yeah, and I think it, it, I've mentioned a few times in previous conversations that uh, we've seen some of our own brands adapt and move much quicker than they ever have before. Um, and I, I think it was McKinsey that I was saying earlier, you know, some brands are waiting and seeing this out, but you can't afford to do that. Uh, no. Each day, your website acts as your, as your physical store in its absence. Exactly, 100%. Uh, so, 
uh, with the ability, the need to move quickly uh, is going to help those brands who were built with this digital foundation thrive and others that weren't are going to be in a tough spot. Yes. And especially, you know, digital first brands, like you take companies like uh, me undies or Warby Parker, yeah. these guys started digital and yeah. they have stores, but they are digital natives and they definitely have an edge on, on the, the more traditional people. Even if some brands have evolved, uh, these guys are on top of their game and they own the, you know, all the data and, and they've been doing a really great job. And they only open stores in areas that they know is going to be very relevant for them in the right areas. So that's, right. the, that's what we're seeing as well. So, uh, Gregory, let's do something nice for your, your large sales team because I know you guys are a big company. Uh, what are the key customer experience elements that you recommend your brands and your clients and prospects focus on to drive conversion, AOV, loyalty, all of the important things? Yep. Um, I think um, it's understanding the customer journey uh, of the people. Um, and when they come on your digital properties, you know, how does that work? So understanding all the gaps, all the, um, you know, you know, using heat maps or using um, a session recording to understand what is not working on your website and how to reduce that friction. I use friction a lot as a word, but it is definitely something that brands are looking at. How do you make that experience seamless? And if you do that, obviously you will increase your, Conversions, you'll increase your, uh, you know, average, you know, uh, uh, you know revenue, re your revenue per per customer. The other one is product recommendations. I think um, you know it's been out there for a long time, but it definitely adds to add product recommendations uh, to your website. And again, again, <laughs> sorry, uh, Terrence, I'm talking about a lot about friction and personalization, wow, but but. Um, we, we have some AI built in our platform, and one example is what we call content interest, which uh, we use natural language processing uh, and in an automated way. And you're a marketer, so you, know, you or Fritz could go on your website and say, hey, I want old people that have been interested in lipstick in the past two weeks, as an example. Right. And you can, you can push that. So we'll figure out for you who went on these pages in an automatic way. Hmm. And then you can push the right message, the right promo, the right offer, whatever it is, to that audience. So these are the type of things, again, using personalization, AI, and machine learning to drive uh, you know, these conversions. And I'll give you an ex a quick example. Like Sephora, they used our engagement level uh, for loyal uh, customers. And what they did is they pushed some promotions to only that segment of loyal customers and their uh, conversion rates increased by 43%. So wow, that's the type of thing that you know, our customers uh, and, and prospects can, can do. Got it. And two quick things um, as a side, uh, Tiffany, we are not ignoring your question. We will get to the questions at the end of the, the segment. I'm sorry, I should have mentioned that earlier. Uh, and secondly, my daughter is eating lunch. So I apologize for the 10 month old screaming in the background. Um, <laughs> But uh, Gregory, is there anything you'd like to add on the personalization piece to dive a bit deeper? I think I think I, I mentioned that I talked a lot about it, but today, yeah. you know, brand loyalty is is fickle. Uh, obviously, you have all the Apple lovers or the Harley Davidson lovers, and these will never go away. But again, coming back to that experience, 
if they have you have one blip in the journey, people right. are not going to come back. So um, I think that's why personalization is key uh, in the marketplace today, and we can and people can do a lot with the technology out there with uh, with personalization. So let's let's put our thinking caps on, Greg, and and look down the road. Uh, what's your opinion of the next three, six, nine months from now? Uh, what do you think we should be mindful of? Um, I mean, looking at what's happening in the, in, you know, in the marketplace today, I think one word is cautious, caution. Right. I think that's there. Um, I think, you know, there's been a lot of um, cash injected by the, you know, government in the U.S., which is, I think, great because it, you know, sustains the economy. And I think the impact will be, you know, lower than what we've seen in 2008. Um, but I think brands and, and, you know, companies are caught a bit more cautious on their investments. Yeah, I looked at some Gartner studies saying that, you know, 73% of CMOs saw uh, a decrease in their uh, investments in the, in the past few months. Right. And they don't expect investments to go back to the level where they were before another 18 to 24 months. So I think companies will be a bit more cautious on investments. I think that's clear. Um, and that's why it's important to be able to demonstrate the value of you know, solutions in the market and the ROI that you can generate from implementing uh, you know, any type of technology on, on your digital properties. So that's that's the word I would use, and that's my personal opinion. It's uh, you know not a company opinion or anything, but I think it's it's caution will be will be a word out there for the next few months. Yeah, if I was to do the same exercise on the consumer side, I think that uh, we saw some lockdown fatigue lifted, uh, quick rise in sales for May and June. Yep. Um, but now with the uh, looming second wave and some natural concern around. Uh, should I be in a store? Should I make this trip out? Uh, on top of the fact of, you know, simply some brands uh, do a very good job with their digital experience. Um, and uh, sitting on the couch is easy. It's a lot easier than, than getting in the car and going to a store, which maybe you were initially accommodated to. So my, my own thought here is that, uh, again, like I said earlier, people are learning new habits. And if they can find a quicker, faster, more comfortable way to do yep. something than they did in the past, I think we should expect it will continue. Um, I think building these, uh, you know, these experiences uh, digitally are, are key, as you said. Um, you know, I hope, obviously, we won't see uh, a huge second wave. Uh, I hope we'll get some vaccine. I mean, this I saw some interesting news this morning around vaccines and, you know, yep. some positive stuff. So I hope, I mean, I, I want this to come quicker uh, than ever um, because it's, it's a huge, huge issue. But I think again, the, the, the ability to provide great experiences on mobile, on tablets, uh, from home is, is what you know, brands need to work on. And on the web, obviously brands have definitely invest, are investing pretty heavily there and will continue to. And I think delightful customer experiences is what will, uh, help brands, uh, you know, convert more and drive more uh, business with, I would say, uh, that emotional, you know, that emotion attachment to a company or why why are you buying from them is is uh, another piece of the puzzle. Yeah, absolutely. And 
I say with a lot of my clients today that your web experience should be made for your grandmother on the couch with her cell phone upside down in her hand trying to buy something. Yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> important to keep that in mind. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, I believe that's it for our, our questions portion, at least between you and I. Cool. Um, Fritz, would you be able to share any of the questions that came up? So this first one is from Tiffany. Uh, Tiffany, a repeat guest. Nice to have you back, Tiffany. Uh, how did you find out or how do you find out about what your customers want and therefore what will improve their experience? So I think um, understanding, so I think there's a few things you can implement. Um, we, again, as I said, we listen to our customers and here I'm taking the example of Baby Tasty, but we have NPS you know, scores and NPS and uh, surveys uh, on our platform, on our product. And I think um, brands need to push these to their visitors as much as they can to gather that feedback. So that's one area that you can gather uh, that information. And two, it's uh, all around insights. So you know, session recording, heat maps, figuring out where people are going, um, where you see the drop-offs, and what you can improve there. So it's it's a it's it's that understanding of their journey on the digital properties, and also ensuring that you're surveying them. You're getting these NPS scores. You're uh, gathering data and talking to your customers. Uh, I try to talk to customers as much as I can because it's very important to understand, you know, how they feel, why they bought from you, um, you know, what what they want to see in the future from a roadmap perspective. So gathering as much data as you can is for me the key to be able to provide uh, these best experiences. And you have a lot of tools to available to be able to to do that. Yeah, I think one thing that um, I will add on the iAdvise side that we have seen our brands deploy with this effort, Tiffany, is actually having their customers talk to other customers on the site or potential customers, because that sort of conversation is a bit different. And naturally, when we can extract uh, key points or highlights from such a peer-to-peer -peer engagement, uh, we can extract uh, you know much of the same value that uh, Greg is also getting at. Great question, Tiffany. Thank you. Yeah, Fritz, anything else that came up? I'll take silence as a no, Greg. So maybe we'll give him three seconds. No problem. Okay. All right. So that is it, as Fritz is uh, making very clear for us. Um, we do have our next webinar is scheduled for August 11th, and it will be with Patrick Waller of Otterbox to dive into developing a D2C strategy. Um, via one-to-one -one customer engagements. But I do want to take a moment quickly, Greg, to thank you for joining. Um, again, thank I know you. how crazy everyone's schedule is, and, and this was very valuable. I, I, I really appreciate you making the time. Hey, thanks for inviting me, guys, Terrence and Fritz. Thank you so much. And uh, if you don't have any, if you have any questions, don't stay to uh, connect with me uh, for the people that are following. Yes, thank you so much. abtasty.com, right? iadvise.com, exactly. Yes, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Thank guys. You so much. Thank, Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.